Mark up your website with every bit of schema that you can with Johnny Ross. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Johnny, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Marking up content. I mean, wow, you know, it's just so clear from Google that is what they are after. Uh, and uh, if you have a website and you've got content on that website, you need to literally mark it up, make sure Google understands every single part of your website, understand every single bit of content, what it's for, what it's related to, um, and making it just giving Google the content on a plate for Google to then be able to use it uh, in its search. So is schema essential for every type of website or are we only talking about bigger websites here? There's not a single website that shouldn't have some schema on it. So even if you were to go to, you know, just a local business, a, a local plumber, for example, he or she could mark up their contact page with their uh, address, their phone number. They could mark up uh, their Facebook account. Um, and uh, all the way up to if you're an airline, for example, then there is specific schema for you. So I was surprised. I was looking recently and I was looking at the different types of uh, organizations that, uh, that, that the specific schema for. So just as an example, there's airline schema, the sports organization schema, there's a government uh, organization schema. But then if you go onto the local businesses, you've got things like animal shelters, childcare, dentistry, financial services. And I could read a lot more out, but just to give you a, a flavor, if you're one of those organizations, the specific schema for you. So if you were a dentist, you'd really be silly not to be using dentistry schema to make it really abundantly clear to Google that you're an official dentist. Wow, you have some exciting bedtime reading, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so there are many different types of schema. So is it important to mark up other content on your website or is it is is the key thing only to actually mark up what you are as a business? So uh yeah, I mean if you want to get uh if you want to get to sleep easily, go to schema.org. Uh, it's um, it's certainly a uh, a very uh, dry website, um, but um, in terms of marking content up, uh, it's far from just marking up your organisation or your address or, or things like that. Um, so there's recipe schema for recipes. There's job schema for jobs. You know, th that doesn't mean that you need to be a recruitment agency. It might be just that you just have a, a jobs page and you adv advertise the odd job now and again. There's schema for that. There's schema for uh, blogs. There's schema for videos. There's schema for um, all, all, all sorts of different things. Event schema. So if you're running any events at all, uh, whether they're online or offline, there's schema for events. There's so many different types of schema and it's and it literally, there's not much content that you can't mark up. And the thing, the, the interesting thing about it is it's about relating it as well. So it's about saying, look, you know, we've got a service page here and that's that, and we can use schema to say what that service is. We can then say, we can then um, relate it to the meet the team page where we say, well, okay, this is the person that delivers that service. And these are some of the other services that they deliver. Um, and then we can look at the uh, deeper into the service and we, we can look at some of the keywords related to that service. And lo and behold, there will be other schemas that are deeper that we can relate to that as well. So we're sort of painting quite a, a strong picture to Google that we're really relevant for whatever that particular thing is. 
I would imagine that quite a few SEOs have must-do schema on their list, but they maybe haven't got around to it. Uh, is there a real long-term SEO value, demonstrable value in, in doing this? I mean, how can you measure the success of implementing schema on your website? Yeah, actually, really good question, but really simple. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was sort of in the same boat initially, and I was thinking, you know, the only ways that you can really measure here are, are ranks and traffic, etc. But actually, inside Search Console, um, you can um, measure things like rich snippets, you can measure structured data, you can measure um, uh, how many times these have been shown in search. So there's there's actually some really easy ways to track the uh, the impact inside Search Console, uh, and that can then lead to a uh, number of uh, impressions, a uh, number of clicks, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it's, it's quite easy to measure. And um, uh, and and depending on the website, you know, it can be easy to implement. It depends on the content, depends on the website. Okay, so you say it can be easy to implement. Um, if someone has uh, maybe a WordPress website, is there uh, a plugin that, that will do this for you so you don't have to manually attribute all the different entities that you have? Yeah, so I was recently looking at um, RankMath, which is a, a competitor for Yoast. And I think there are some big benefits to move over to uh, RankMath. Um, the having said that though, to implement the type of schema at the sort of level that I'm talking, I don't think there's a pl plugin that has that capability yet. And I think, um, unfortunately what you do find is, is you're either using custom fields or you're hard coding, um, to, uh, to really, uh, relate all of these things together because, because, the, the issue is there's so many different types of entities and so many different types of content that a plugin would struggle to be able to offer all of those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's, it, it is a challenge, certainly. Um, there are different thoughts on how to do it on the edge for big enterprise sites, certainly. But most websites won't necessarily have that capability or desire to do that. So if schema is hard-coded um, onto a web page, is it something that may have to be removed at some point? Because I'm just thinking that it could be a bit of a nightmare to, to, to manage all of this once in place. Yeah, I mean, it does introduce, <coughs> it does introduce potential issues like that. But if you've got a, a fairly fixed... Uh, so if we're talking about a very small website, as an example, and we're talking about just an address on a contact page, then it's probably a lot quicker and easier to just hard code it than than anything else. Um, if we're talking about a large uh, website that's got, you know, significant pages, significant categories, uh, then it then you would find a, a far better solution. So I think, I think the reason I introduced hard coding there was to make it clear that it actually can be implemented quite quickly and easily. Um, and and it doesn't really need to be kept on top of because it, in a small business, you're not really changing the address very often. You're not changing your Twitter account very often. You know, these things are pretty standard. Sits in the footer of your website, sits on your uh, contact us page. Um, is it worth me explaining, uh, you know, depending on who's watching or listening on uh, on exactly what's, what, in, in layman's terms, what schema is? Please. So... The way to think about this is if you were to Google, for example, chicken pasta uh, inside Google, you'll see that you're presented with a number of different recipes. Each of those recipes has uh, a picture of the, uh, the the recipe, a picture of the food. Uh, it'll have the cook time, the ingredients. Uh, it might even have the calories and it'll show you the reviews as well. 
And the only reason it's showing you those those bits of data is because they're marked up on the website using schema. So Google categorically straight away knows that this is the official cook time, this is the official number of calories, this is the official review rating. So it can then use that data, show it on the search page. Uh, without that, you know, it would need a human to be able to read the page and say, well, okay, this is, you know, this is the cook time, for example. So that's that's how that's that's what we're talking about here in sort of layman's terms. And and actually, whilst I was talking, it made me realise that you know there's review schema. So if you've got reviews on your website, are they marked up to say these are official reviews? This is the average rating. This is uh this is the date of the review, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, uh, I, I mean thinking about it, um, there are so many common elements on different web pages. Um, Fooders, as you mentioned there as well. Um, there'll be other elements for as you mentioned, review, review sections as well. So you're not necessarily hard coding it to individual pages. You're just um, hard coding it to um, elements um, that are global elements of, of, of a web page that, that belongs to multiple pages. So it, that, that certainly makes it easier. So to get, it, to, to get started with this, um, would you say that the, the About Us page and perhaps the footer section of the website would be the, the easiest and best place to, to get going with this? Yeah, for me, I think the quickest win, depending on the size of the organization, but the quickest win, I think, is is being able to at least say to Google, this is the official name, the address, the phone number, the, you know, the, the Twitter account. And I think, and so those things commonly would be on the contact us page in the footer of the site. You know, you've got the ability to mark up the logo to say this is the official uh, organization's logo. So those would be the, the first things I'd implement. The next thing I'd implement would depend on the category of the website. So if it's, if it's all about, for example, you know, if you're a recruitment website, you absolutely need job schema. If you're a recipe website, you absolutely need recipe schema. Um, but if you're uh, a B2B or a, you know, and I'm sorry, I've missed the most obvious one, e-commerce schema. So if you, mm. if you sell product, uh, tons of e-commerce schema. But if we move away from that, we think of B2B or services, um, then you then need to start thinking about how can I mark up the services? How can I make them uh, uh, very relevant? And how can I start connecting dots for Google uh, to, for Google to uh, put a bit more importance onto the weighting of these services? Yeah, it's all about giving Google and other search search engines, but I mean, probably Google in this instance, greater confidence in what your content is about. And it has that confidence, it's more willing to, 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 to rank you higher, I guess. Yeah. And actually, a point you just made there around Google, uh, Schema is one of the very few things that have that all the search engines have um, agreed on using. So whether it's Bing, whether it's Google, whether it's Yahoo, it doesn't really matter at all. Uh, and it's... Uh, uh, and the it's format's of, the same for each search, the, search engine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So so as long as you focus on Schema, you're, you're ticking the boxes for all search. So how does an SEO articulate the value of doing this to the board? Um, if they're saying, okay, I want to spend um, X weeks to really go through everything on the site um, to make sure it's marked up with the correct code. Um, and someone says, can you not just bring me more traffic? How, how do you explain the value, perhaps financial value, commercial value of doing this? I think if they already, it's whether they already buy into SEO in the first place, isn't it? And whether they already buy into how traffic is brought to a website. And um, and actually, when you start breaking this down and understanding it, it becomes fairly obvious. And there's lots of examples. So, you know, you just have to look at featured snippets uh, and have a look at um, uh, a lot of voice searches based on 
um, fit on the top featured snippet, which is based on schema. So it's it's quite easy to demonstrate it being used in lots of different places. Um, and um, and so I, so it's not something I've struggled with in the past to convince a board to spend time on schema. Um, and the data uh, typically within you know two three weeks of implementing, you can see the changes uh, yeah. in terms in terms of um, results in in Search Console. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I mean, when you were saying voice search, I was thinking, yeah, just demonstrate um, in their own way of viewing the web. So if you show them the web in a mobile device, look, this is what uh, a great um, listing looks like with good schema, with all these additional elements in there as well. And then look at this one that doesn't have that. What one would you rather click on? And, and perhaps there are some stats out there that say, X percentage of more people are more likely to trust a website with reviews on it and um, with additional rich snippets on there as well. Did you, do you have any thoughts on the, the likelihood of someone um, to click through on a result that has all different rich elements on it compared with a fairly standard uh, search listing? Yeah, there is data on that, and I'm not um, a fay with the most recent data, but certainly whenever I've looked in the past, it's the, there's such a clear difference in terms of click-through rates when you've got that rich data around a listing, when you've got reviews. There's so many examples, and I've got a particular client that I'm thinking of right now where they dominate in, in Google for having reviews on their listings. So you do a search that's related to them, they appear, and you know maybe eight, nine, nine times out of 10, out of the 10 listings that are on the page, they're the only one that has a review listed. And and that just drives so much more traffic. And, you know, I haven't got the numbers to, to share with you, but um, it, it's it, it, it's common it sense that the, the, the eye is drawn to it, isn't it? And that is that Absolutely. trust factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a bit like well, when, when Google started Google authorship um, and you could put a, a picture of the author next to your listing with the name and they've just mm. reintroduced it. They've just they reintroduced have. it. Which, not, not, not in exactly the same way, but in a slightly different way. Yeah. yeah. But schema, schema is something that's going to be around Use, for the foreseeable future. It's not going to be something like Google suddenly deciding to to, to remove the authorship element. And um, with, with schema, that's something, as you said, supported by multiple search engines. It's not going away. Yeah. And well, I think the brilliant thing about it is that it's content that's visible on the page. So what you're doing is you're marking up content and you, so you're not, it's not like you're not, it's not, you're not talking about something that's hidden in the page, a bit like meta titles and meta description, which I'm, um, I, I may move on to, but, um, uh, this is, this is visible content on the page that's simply marked up. Superb. Okay. Well, if an SEO is listening, watching or reading and would agree with you that actually schema is something that needs to be focusing a lot more time uh, on in 2022, uh, but they're very busy. What's one thing that they might have been doing on a regular basis over the last five years or so that's probably diminished in value that they should probably stop doing to spend more time on schema? Well, what a perfect question for for where I was. I was talking about meta descriptions and meta titles. Um, and I'd say uh, Google came out, I think it was this week, uh, talking about meta uh, titles, how they are, there's, there's, they're going to have far less weighting in terms of 
how what headlines will be used within search and what they're far more interested in is h1s h2s h3s on the page uh, and and pro- providing uh, content that's more likely to fit the page than what you're telling google the page is about using a meta title so that backs up that you know again the markup by using the h1 h2 h3 first of all they like markup second of all it's visible content on the page and the thing to stop focusing on most likely is title tags meta titles because as i said they've come out this week and said they're focusing on h1s superb stuff you can find johnny ross over at fleek.marketing johnny thanks for being part of seo in 2022 thanks for having me check out the rest of the content from seo in 2022 over at seo in 2022.com <laughs>